Everybody, this is episode two by my Mount Everest, Mount um, Lobuche expedition. Um, the previous, you know, episode I just talked about how you're gonna select an expedition team, how you, what you're gonna do in in Kathmandu if you're going through Nepal, and uh, things to do, things not to do, and all the way to Lukla, Lukla Airport. Um, so once you get there, just to resume where I stopped. Um, once you get to Lukla, then the fun begins. Then you're going to start your hike. No more cars, no more helicopters. Well, although there are still a lot of helicopters, you can definitely take one all the way to base camp. But keep in mind that the process now um, can be divided into sort of two um, experiences, right? The first one is you must acclimatize. That means you must spend enough time in certain altitudes in order to adjust your body, right? Otherwise, you're going to feel really sick and you can have serious complications such as pulmonary edema, cerebroedema, or just the standard um, acute mountain sickness, um, and I, which I got, and pretty much everybody gets some level of it. Um, so that's the first objective, right? This is why it's going to take maybe two weeks to get to base camp alone or to some of the mountains um, in that range, um, just to give your time, uh, give your body enough time to acclimatize. So that's the first important process and why it takes so long. The second uh, is enjoy the experience, really. I think, you know, uh, stopping in every village uh, every night and sometimes spending a couple of days, depending on sort of the, the hiking and elevation gain profile of your expedition. Um, they're slightly different, um, slightly. And it is just a great experience, right? You get to meet some of the people, you see the villages, and of course you see the landscape. It's just mind-blowing, right? Um, I'll remind you that Lukla Airport and Lukla itself is already at about 10,000 feet. So... Uh, it is higher than most mountains in, think about it, right, in the world. And that's just where you start, right? So uh, Kathmandu is at about 5,000 feet. Um, you know, Lukla is about, you know, 3,000 meters and 300, 3,300 meters, give it or take, 10,000 feet, a little bit more than that, um, give it or take. So you start at a very high altitude already, Um Right and uh, and the and the landscape changes significantly. It's still very green until you get to about fifteen thousand, um, when it becomes more rocky and and you see very if, if any vegetation. But again, it, it's just amazing. So keep in mind, in mind from my point of view, there were two, you know, again, main purposes of taking about two weeks to get to your mountain to get to your goal could be Everest and those are the two so we'll, we'll cover both of them separately um, so let me talk about acclimatization first super important because you want to have a good trip right you don't want to feel sick all the time uh, you want to be able to actually get where you want to be it could be at summit at the Everest um, you know to summit Everest it could be just a base camp it could be you know, somewhere between those two, which was my case. Um, 
why is it important, right? Your body, there's less and less oxygen as you go up um, at about 17,000, which is the base camp, 17,500 um, feet or 5,200, nearly 300 meters. There's just about 40% oxygen. So you need to adapt, right? Your body needs to develop more red blood cells and, and you need to, you know, the whole physiology of your body needs to try to adapt as quickly as possible. Everybody's different. Some people will adapt very quickly. And by quickly, I mean at least two days in a certain altitude. As you move up, the recommendation is if you move up 300 meters or about a thousand feet, you need to rest at least a night, right? Or two. So again, um, this is the local recommendation is actually you find in the tea houses or the quote unquote hotels that you, you spend the night. Um, they are generally very good. Uh, I mean, good for Nepal in the middle of Himalaya. Don't expect the four seasons. Actually, um, you know, I, I don't want to say this about a member of our expedition, a trekker who was just doing the trekking to Everest, you know, complained in the very first night that, you know, his mattress was too hard. I'm like, give me a break, right? And then he actually even asked one of the guides, our lead guide, if uh, somebody could replace the mattress in his bedroom, in his tea house, in the middle of nowhere, in Nepal. Oh, come on, right? Um, so they shouldn't be there in the first place, right? If that's what, you know, that's the big concern that they had. Anyway, um, I digress. Let me go back to acclimatization. So um, drink a lot of water. That's the other recommendation. Um, really, really by a bunch of people, not just the expert guides with us about four liters of, of water every day. So I mean, that means you're going to pee a lot. So don't, don't forget about that. That's the part typically nobody tells you. Um, but drinking water and taking your time, you know, if you feel sick, you know, stop, tell other people. I, I saw some people trying to, you know, just push it through um, and they just got worse. So Follow those two recommendations, try to eat well. Some people lost their appetite as part of uh, the altitude sickness. I didn't, luckily I was eating like crazy because you are burning, you know, 8,000, 9,000, maybe 10,000, 12,000 calories a day, depending on, you know, where you're climbing and, you know, how much you're, you're tracking. Um, so you got to eat a lot. And, and luckily for me, I never lost my appetite with except, exception of one meal that I was really feeling altitude at base camp, Everest base camp, that I didn't eat well. But other than that, the whole month was awesome because um, you can eat whatever you want. Um, so th those are sort of the key um, the key secrets to acclimatization. Not, not much more. Everybody's different, as I said. Now, some people uh, in my team, uh, they, um, they started taking some medication before. So typically you take three medication for um, altitude acclimatization, right? Um, actually, you typically don't take it, but you take it with you. You don't take it, you know, um, actually start having them. Um, but you take it in case you need it. Um, and I'm going to start from the most severe to the less severe one. So the most severe, um, you know, uh, complications are cerebral edemas when your bra brain... Um, uh, you know, gets too big and, and compress your um, 
you know, the outside, um, just just you get increased pressure. That's what it is. I'm, I'm missing the words now, but you got the point. And that can be very, very serious, as you imagine, um, can lead to death in you know very quickly so you have medication for that you have medication for pulmonary edema when your lungs due to the lower pressure altitude right due to altitude start filling up with fluids uh, you don't want that too because that can cause death so you take those two but those are really emergency situations and the only medication the only solution for those uh, conditions is going down so you gotta go down Either you walk down if you can or your your helicopter out of there as quickly as possible to lower altitudes all the way to Kathmandu, um, as some of my friends had to do this year, and they're still there, um, right? Because they were just, you know, feeling sick and there's no other remedy. Um, the more common one, less serious, at least initially, is acute mountain sickness, and you can start getting it at, you know, even lower than 10,000 feet. So, so even before you get to Lukla, you can start feeling the, you know, the, the symptoms of acute mountain sickness, which is like nausea, you know, loss of appetite, headache. Uh, you won't sleep well, but you're not going to sleep well in altitude, period. Um, just live with it. Do not expect to it. So if, you, if, you, if it's something that is not something you like to endure, don't go. Because you're not going to sleep well. Now you're going to wake up multiple times because you're drinking a lot of water too. You're going to pee a lot, so you're going to wake up, um, and you simply can't sleep well. Um, you know, every time you adjust for a couple of days, keep in mind that you're moving up, so your body needs to readjust. So you can't really, you can't catch a break until you spend three, four days in the same altitude. Um, so expect um, to be miserable. Um, <laughs> uh, for a long time, okay? Let's not, uh, don't fool yourself. Um, no matter what other people say, I mean, again, people are different, right? So maybe it's going to be great. You're going to feel awesome. I felt awesome for most of the trip for the first two weeks, and then I didn't. Uh, and when I didn't, and I'll cover that later, you know, I really felt like, you know, um, not I was going to die, but I felt like going back. So, um, Expect the worst, I think, and but just plan to do and follow the instructions to minimize the effects of altitude. The last piece is called uh, the medicine that you can take for, um, and that one you can take even preemptively um, before the trip. Some people were doing it like two weeks before they even got to Nepal. Um, some of them are, you know, we're living in at, at sea level in the U.S. and others in Australia. So they take this um, medicine called Diamox. Diamox is very popular. It's a very known um, prescription medicine. They were taking it. They, they just wanted to make sure they were prepared. It will help you, help your body, of course, um, with the oxygen saturation and retention in your bloodstream. Yes, it will have some side effects. Remember this, right? Tingling, um, you know, fingers, and which will go away typically like 30 minutes after you take it. It's just a little bit annoying. And you're going to pee a lot. So, and you have to drink more water. So think about this, right? So if you're on Diamox, you've got to drink six liters of water, uh, not four. And you're going to, and it's diuretic, so you're going to pee more. So, uh, you know, if you're not going to sleep because you don't sleep just because of altitude, 
you know, adaptation. And then you have to pee because if you're drinking four liters of water without Diamox, then you're drinking six liters with a diuretic. So you're going to wake up a lot and you're going to stop along the way a lot. Um, that's sort of the most, the more annoying um, collateral effect. However, right, if you are feeling sick with the other symptoms of uh, AMS, acute mountain sickness, it's worth it. Um, I ended up taking Diamox about two weeks into the expedition. I wanted to know how far I was able to go without any medication because I wanted to know, right, the limits of my limits, my body's limits. Um, I found them, I'll tell you. Um, so I went on Diamox, no problem, right? And I got better in, in a matter of a day or two when it takes a while for your body to, to, um, to adapt, uh, and to react to the medication. So um, keep that in mind, right? Some people, um, most people are on Diamox, I found out. Um, and even from the guides, from certain, you know, for, for certain mountains, a certain altitude, typically above 20,000 feet, what they do is also they take um, the medicine for pulmonary edema, just, you know, as a precaution, right? On summit day. Um, I found that, that this is somewhat of a secret. I don't know why, because people don't want to admit they are taking that. Weird. Why wouldn't you? Um, if there's no, there's, there are really no collateral effects, as a doctor of mine just you know, told me before my trip. So, um, so that is sort of the acclimatization piece of this. Super important. It's going to make your trip either miserable or uh, more enjoyable. Uh, keep in mind, this is mountaineering, and one of the episodes of my mountaineering podcast uh, series, I said it's suffering because it is suffering, um, right? So it's not like I just say is either miserable or more enjoyable because you know it's not like sitting on the sofa and watching TV and drinking some good wine. Um, it is a lot of work. Uh, your body is not adapted. Even some of the Sherpas who were born there, right, feel the altitude. Um, you know, effect, uh, and even day sometimes they say, Oh, I had a horrible night, right? Um, which surprised me. I thought they were like, you know, completely immune to that, and they are not. So, um, that is uh, really all I want to say about acclimatization, uh, in terms of the, the effects on our body. The profile of how you climb and how you minimize those effects change. As I said, I mentioned many things, drink a lot of water, etc. But typically what you do is in our, our expedition, right? Has a different, has a slightly different profile where we go up about a thousand, fifteen hundred feet, sometimes 2000, but no more than that. Um, that's about, you know, 300, 500, um, up to 600 meters a day rest, then take a hike the next day, right? Just a one-day hike, go up, go down, stay and sleep a second night in the same altitude, same village, then move up, and then we keep doing it. So it's at least two days in every stop, uh, in every village, in every tea house. Um, I'll describe more about the tea houses later in another episode and sort of the, the whole process, as I said, not, um, not just the acclimatization, but enjoying the landscape and the cultural um, aspects of the trip. So that's for the next one. But uh, to finalize the acclimatization, so that's the profile, right? So you go up, sleep, up and down, sleep, keep going, one more, 
Um, so if you do this, if you think about going from 10,000 feet, and I'm going to do this in feet, um, apologies, I already tried to do it in meters as frequently as possible, but um, if you do it in feet, you start at 10,000, average base camp is 17.5 thousand uh, feet, so that's about, yeah, let's round it up to 8,000 right? feet elevation gain. And there's no flat spot, by the way. You're always going up or down in the Himalayas. But the elevation gains about 8,000 feet. If you spend two nights, you know, at every stop, that's about 16 days just to get there. If you follow this acclimatization profile of trekking and hiking and climbing every every day, right? So that's why it takes so long to get there, to give your body enough time to adapt. Keep in mind that two days... It was okay for me. It was not okay for most people. Some people were just fine. I mean, the minority of them were just fine to spending like a night. They were like, okay, I'm fine. I wasn't, I think I would need three days to be honest. Um, So it's going to be a tough 16 days um, to get there to base camp uh, because you will give your body some time to to adapt, but not enough to feel great. Um, That's on acclimatization. That's sort of the second part of um of the trip uh in terms of my podcasts um i'm gonna cover the culture aspects uh which are much more fun than acclimatizing your body and suffering um in the next in the in our next episode and the tea houses and um you know where you sleep how do you sleep how do you take shower or if you don't um so until next time bye bye guys